Hello, and welcome to another episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the flight attendants, from the pilots, and from traveling around the world. This episode is called Roger That, because in the cockpit, the pilots are always saying Roger or Roger That, and basically they're saying, I understand. But this episode is about language and words and how lots of times we don't understand what the other person is saying. We don't really roger that. And it's usually for different reasons. It could be cultural reasons, it could be humor or language barriers, but lots of times we don't really understand or there's different meanings to different words. So in this episode, normally how I ask you to travel around the world with me. This time we're going to travel around the word. I call this chicken or steak. In the olden days when we served a choice of entrees in first class, I came to a row with an elderly black gentleman and I asked him if he would prefer chicken or steak for dinner. And he said, I do believe I'll take the catfish. <laughs> so I sort of looked at him and I leaned down. I went, no, we don't have catfish today. We have chicken or steak. I enunciated it very well. And he goes, I will take that catfish. <laughs> okay, so you know how when people eat strange things such as rattlesnake or eye of newt, they always say it tastes like chicken. So I thought, I will serve him the chicken and hope it works in the reverse, and it tastes like catfish. <laughs> well, he ate his meal, and he was very polite, very proper, and then as he was walking off the plane, he rubbed his stomach and said, that was the best catfish I ever ate, and he did this little sound, <laughs> and it was so funny, so whenever I see catfish on a menu, I always go into the, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> 30,000 feet on a Saturday night One more hour till I see the light of my golden gate And I feel alright Okay, the air to air uh, The transoceanic flights going across the Atlantic All they, they monitor two frequencies One is international guard frequency And the other one is just called air to air common And it it's an operational frequency where guys are supposed to give information, turbulence reports, uh, particular things that would affect flights behind them or in front of them to help with passenger comfort and all that. It tends to be that people start to ask for ball scores or I've heard British Airways pilots asking for help on the crossword puzzle. Uh, it, a litany of things will end up being discussed on that frequency, and then occasionally uh, jokes will be given out, you know, just to lighten the mood. It's two in the morning, for Pete's sake. We're all trying to stay conscious. But the Germans are not very accommodating. They're very strict. And, uh, Lufthansa captain came on the frequency one night after a bevy of jokes. I'm sure at someone's expense. I can't remember the who it was for, but... 
his statement on the frequency was that humor on this frequency is not funny. So I was flying into uh, Miami. It was a pretty busy afternoon. We were coming in from the north, and obviously a lot of uh, Latin American carriers were coming up from the south. We're being vectored, and uh, you hear the air traffic controller tell a particular airline to turn uh, uh, told Northwest to turn right heading 270 descend to maintain 6,000. And he responded appropriately, and he said, Northwest, uh, descend to maintain 5,000. And then you hear Aeromexico, Royer, descend to maintain 5,000. He goes, negative, Aeromexico, negative. You maintain 7,000. That was for Northwest. Royer, TWA, turn right heading 290, descend to maintain 6,000. Royer, Aeromexico, Aeromexico, turn right, negative, Aeromexico. That was for TWA. You maintain present heading. Royer. And this went on for like five minutes, and Aeromexico was taking everybody else's radio call, and the Miami approach controller was getting very frustrated and, and a little concerned that he was going to be. So we're flying down, and the next thing you know, it says, um, you know, our airline <laughs> to send and maintain 4,000. And my captain says, Royer, Aeromexico to send and maintain 4,000. And Miami Approach Control about came out of his seat. Negative, negative, Aeromexico. And Aeromexico goes, well, I, I know say nothing. I know say nothing. Okay, so you're talking about this uh, male flight attendant who has a very strong German accent. Yeah, I was working with him in, in coach cabin, and he was on the uh, captain side. I was on the uh, first officer's side. And we were doing beverages, and he was way ahead of me, finished five minutes before I did. And, and then the same thing happened with the meal cart. He finished way before I did. So then I realized when I was listening to him, I was saying, would you like a beverage? Would you like to eat? And he was saying, drink, 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 food, food, food. And so one syllable, uh, you know, really speeded things up. <laughs> I have to try it. I never been away from home this long. A week on the road and you know it's wrong. But just one more hour and I feel alright. Actually, Captain came home. He started talking to his wife about the uh, trip he was on. And she said, how'd it go? And he said, uh, well, the last part of it was great. He said, I, I was briefing my last crew and... Uh, told him about the time of the flight, the weather, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, when I was done with my briefing, I turned around. And he said, "I got the best compliment of my life." I was walking back up toward the cabin, and uh, I heard behind me, "Wow, what an ass!" <laughs> and, and the word was is that it was a Lufthansa airplane, a 747 that came into Kennedy, and the controller sometimes will need to make space on final. So he said to the Lestanza guy that, hey, we need you to make a right 360, which is not uncommon for us to just do a big turn in the sky and get back in line. And I guess this German guy got off with a real thick accent and, and started to tell the controller, do you have any idea how much fuel it costs to turn a 747 360 degrees? And the controller came back real quick and said, I have absolutely no idea. And the German guy came back and said it costs approximately $400. So the controller came right back and said, good, give me a $400 turn to the right. <laughs> One more hour, I 
an afternoon where we thought we might have to de-ice so we decided to uh, so I decided to go back and take a look while we were getting ready to pre-flight just to see if we were gonna have to de-ice the airplane and so I walked into the forward galley and uh, the flight attendant was standing there and I said excuse me I've got to take a peek out the door to check to see whether we'd have to de-ice and then a little while later we were chatting and stuff and it became obvious that what she thought I said was, excuse me, I've got to take a pee. <laughs> and she just thought that as the captain, I guess that's okay. <laughs> you can pee out the airplane door whenever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> now another flight attendant told me this story. She was working first class and she was at like four A and B and there was a guy with I guess his girlfriend sitting there. And uh the guy said well she said to them, What would you like to drink? And he said, Do you have apple juice? And she said, I do. He said, Do you have cran apple juice? And she said, I do. And he said, Do you have bloody Mary mix? And she said, I do. And he said to his girlfriend, look how easy it is to get a flight attendant to say I do. <laughs> now, actually, she was telling me this particular story, and it reminded me of another story. Uh, I was on the beverage cart with a flight attendant, a very cute uh, flight attendant from Sweden. She actually grew up in Sweden. And the airline that I worked for encourages us not to waste beverages. So towards the end of the beverage service, we were almost back to the galley. Instead of opening a new can to ask the other flight attendant on the beverage cart with you if they happen to have a half full, whatever it is, your, you know, Coke, instead of opening a new Coke as a way of just saving money. So we're at the end of the service. And I said to her, do you have a open tomato juice. And she said, yes, and gave it to me. And then a little bit later, I said, do you have a Coke? And she said, no. And then um, she started noticing the intonation in my voice, the way I was saying, do you have? So she said to me, do you have a ginger ale? And I didn't. So I said, go fish. <laughs> And I wasn't I wasn't paying any attention. I'm I'm continuing getting my beverages and she's just standing there looking at me and she said, Why are you talking about fish? <laughs> you know, she had asked me about ginger ale and I had said go fish, because I assumed everyone knew the childhood card game Go Fish. <laughs> And so I said, oh, no, it's the card game. You know, I didn't have it, so I told you to go fish. And so we're doing the beverage service and she said what kind of a card game is it? It does. Are there fish on the cards? <laughs> it's just so cute. We just laughed the rest of the service because I just assumed that, you know, we all have the same references. But obviously, if you grow up in another country, you don't. So she did not get my go fish. It was really, uh, really busy. You couldn't get a word in edgewise. But I guess one of the planes needed the information for takeoff, and he says, hey, Tower, have you got the temperature? He goes, no, I got a little bit of a headache, but I, I, I'm, actually, I'm normal. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Okay, 
was in the military, I'd say it was probably about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, we were flying an Atlantic flight from New Jersey, uh, McGuire Air Force Base, to Frankfurt, Rhein-Main Air Force Base in Germany. And we were coming in, we were on approach, and we heard a Lufthansa aircraft. The captain was talking with the tower, or the air traffic controller, and he was speaking in German. And the, Lufthansa, or the tower controller would come back and correct the Lufthansa captain and say, uh, Lufthansa 324, turn right, heading 160. And so the Lufthansa guy came back and said in German, replied back. And the tower controller came back again and said, Lufthansa 324, you must respond in English. You must use English. So Lufthansa says in German again, his response. And so the tower controller, Lufthansa 324, please respond in English. And so Lufthansa guy goes, this Lufthansa 324, why do I have to speak English? I'm in Germany. And then all of a sudden you could hear a British Airways pilot over the radio says, because we won the bloody war. <laughs> But just one more hour, I'll be met at the gate by a soft and lovely face. Now this next segment, some of you might not find it as funny because you're not a flight attendant, so you might not roger that, but I'm going to give it a shot. I got this sent in my email, and I thought it was really funny, and I'm just going to read you a few of them. It's called, You Know You're a Flight Attendant When, and it's sort of a takeoff of, uh, you know, you're a redneck if, but here we go. You know you're a flight attendant when you search for the button to flush the toilet. You look for the crew line at the grocery store. All of your pens have different hotel names on them. You never unpack. You recognize pilots by the backs of their heads, but not their faces. You can tell from 70 yards away if a piece of luggage will fit in the overhead bin. You can tie a neck scarf 36 ways. You know at least 25 uses for air sickness bags and none of them pertain to vomit. You understand and actually use the 24-hour clock. You own two sets of uniforms, slacks that fit and skirts that don't. You always point with two fingers. You get a little too excited about certain types of ice. You stand at the front of the door and politely say, bye-bye, thanks, have a nice day, when somebody leaves your home. You can make a sentence using all of the following phrases. At this time, for your safety, feel free, and as a reminder, your thighs are covered in bruises from the armrests and elbows. And my personal favorite, every time the doorbell rings, you look at the ceiling. <laughs> and actually, the last one is you actually understand every item on this list. And I know some of those might, you might not have thought is funny if you're not a flight attendant. You might not have rogered that, but some of them you had to think were funny. Okay, so I'm on an early morning flight, uh, 6 o'clock, 6.30, and I'm, I'm taxiing out to the runway, and I'm behind another airline, uh, another aircraft at another airline, and uh, this airline had just gotten some of the uh, Fokker airplanes, uh, the Fokker 100s, 
And the tower uh, operator was uh, pretty curious about the status of their airplanes. And so he said to the pilot, he said, how many of those uh, Fokkers do you have now? And the uh, airline captain responded. He said, oh, gosh, we've got about a dozen of them now. We're supposed to get several dozen more. He said, really? He said, uh, he said yeah. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, we're flying the first one we've ever flown. And the tower operator said, no kidding. That's the first one you guys got? He's, the captain said, sure. He said, we call it the mother. There's a little small town that has the revival meetings at church. And one night, they has their meeting every night. And one night, uh, their guest speaker was Vern Stinson. And Vern, and Vern, he was the only Swedish air ace in World War II. So he gets up and telling his testimonial to the congregation. Of course, the front rows all the little old blue-haired ladies, you know. <clears throat> the preacher introduces him and he, he says, "Well, I'll start telling my story of how I became the only feeding eighth of World War II." There I was one in the morning. I look over my shoulder. Here come me three dirty folkers. They're coming right at me. I roll in the guns are blaring. I think I'm going to die, but I blow them out of the sky. But I look back over to my left. I see another dirty folker coming back around. And every time he says "folker," another little old lady passes out in the front row. So the preacher quickly stands up and stops everybody and says, please, please, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's, I'm sure there's a little misunderstanding here that during World War II, one of the most popular aircraft manufactured by the Germans was the Fokker, the Fokker aircraft manufacturers. Isn't that right, Vern? And he goes, yeah, I preach it, that's all right, but did you see dirty Fokker? They were the Messerschmitts. <laughs> ATC will say, like, uh, traffic 12 o'clock, uh, you know, a thousand feet above, it's a uh, Northwest Fokker. And pilots will always say, we got that Fokker in sight. <laughs> it's kind of a joke between ATC and the pilots, and it happens, <laughs> it happens quite a bit. Right, and it was relayed by a captain that I flew with, and he uh, talked about taxiing and getting instructed from an air traffic controller to follow a Fokker on a taxiway and uh, apparently with the different models of Fokers one has a bigger engine and the captain said uh, so are we following the big motor Fokker or the little motor Fokker? <laughs> you gotta hear that one one more time. Right so, and it was relayed by a captain that I flew with and he uh, talked about taxiing and getting instructed from an air traffic controller to follow a Fokker on a taxiway and uh, Apparently, with the different models of Fokers, one has a bigger engine. And the captain said, uh, so are we following the big motor Fokker or the little motor Fokker? <laughs> 30,000 feet on a Saturday night. One more hour till I see the light of my golden gate. And I feel all right. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world and maybe the word together. Thanks. Bye. Hey, 
Hey Houston, Khan's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Cons today and find out what invincible feels like.